Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast with your host, Caleb. Going to be looking at our wide receiver twos this coming season. By the way, just in case you guys want to chat with us, hang out with us, ask us some questions, or just give me a hard time because of my rankings, you can find us at MonstersFB on all of our social media pages. You can also email us at MonstersFB at Outlook.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Let's go ahead and jump in to my wide receiver rankings. So number 13 on my list, you guys heard my wide receiver 1 through 12s on the past episodes. So now we're going to jump into my basically my wide receiver 2s. And the first one on here, and seriously, I got so much criticism for not having freaking Mike Williams in my top 12. Well, you know what? Mike Williams had a really freaking good season last year. I am not going to say otherwise. He ended up finishing the wide receiver 12th. Um, 12, but the thing was, is he jumped off to like this insanely hot start. I mean, basically touchdown every game. He had, uh, 12 targets, 10 targets, nine targets, eight, seven, seven, and a touchdown, a touchdown and two. I mean, he started off so freaking hot in fantasy and then he really had this stretch, man, of week four was really bad week six, seven or eight, you know, like nine week, 10, Week 12, I mean, the list is going on and on about how many games he really lost you weeks. So I I think for me to have him where he's at, I think it's because of the upside. Justin Herbert in this offense is very good. Keenan Allen, opposite side of him. You know, Jalen Guyton um, there as well. I think there's a really good wide receiver core. And then obviously Austin Eckler and his kind of just continuing some emergence out of the backfield is definitely going to help Mike Williams in the long run. And I mean, the the thing was, is he had nine touchdowns, which is like the most I feel like he's had ever. And he, he is a big bodied wide receiver. And I really think that, oh, and don't forget Josh Palmer too, guys. Ooh, I keep forgetting Josh Palmer. Uh, but uh, he's a big bodied guy and he needs to be able to get touchdowns for him to be able to be successful. I mean, his career high was 10. He almost got that last season. And I mean, he had that's the most receptions uh, he's ever had. 76 receptions on the year, 129 targets. He's never seen that before. I think that is repetitive. I think he can do that again. Um, it's definitely attainable with this offense. But, you know, again, for him to kind of continue to be elite, he needs to have more consistent games. I don't want to see him having these 25, 30-point games and all of a sudden have a stretch of, two or three games where it's just complete garbage. That's going to lose you weeks in the long run. doesn't matter how he's going to finish. Next on my list, I got Marquise Brown going over to the Cardinals. I know, yes, guys, I know he has been not overly impressive in Baltimore. I don't really think, I don't think that's his fault. I mean, last, the you know, in 2021, 145 targets, 91 receptions. First off, that is not a good target to reception ratio, in my opinion, but that a lot of it is Lamar Jackson is not Tom Brady. He is not going to be throwing these accurate down the field passes all the time. He does get there, but not all of the time. It's not going to be that consistent. He had a thousand yards and six touchdowns. That's a fine season for him. He finished wide receiver 22. Not bad. 
all things considered, what he did the years before. But I think going over with Kyler Murray and this deep air raid type offense that they're wanting to run, you know, out there in Arizona, I think he can be a good fit. And yes, they were college um, wide receiver and quarterback, you know, so they played together in college. So it's going to be kind of re- reuniting. We saw that a little bit. I mean, obviously with Devonta Adams and Derek Carr, there's some familiarity there. And I think that it, you're going to be able to see that on the field. Also with Marquise Brown, Christian Kirk is gone. You do not have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. I think he's going to have a lot of targets. I think he's going to be able to be the number one. And even when Hopkins comes back, I think he's still going to be elite. So that's my number 14. T. Higgins, number 15 on my list. I love T. Higgins this year. In my opinion, I know I have Jamar Chase as my number three. I think T. Higgins has the ability to be just as good as Jamar Chase, not at not not the same. It won't be the same level. He will not put up the same points. But for where you might be able to get T. Higgins in a draft, he is very draftable to me. He did finish wide receiver twenty four, but he's really consistent year in and year out. And six touchdowns both years, thousand yards last year, almost a thousand yards the year before, or well, seeing over a hundred targets. I mean, that's gonna be fine. That's totally fine as like a number two wide receiver. I think that's going to go up again this year as this offensive line got better in the offseason. This team got better overall in the the offseason. So I think T. Higgins' role has been solidified as the number two behind Jamar Chase. And I really don't see that changing. Um, Joe Mixon should hopefully have another step up this year. They did bring in Hayden Hurst. We'll see as far as him being able to kind of solidify that tight end role. But Overall, this team did improve, and I think you're going to see even more of that with T. Higgins. I mean, Jamar Chase had an insanely good year, but I think T. Higgins is also going to improve again this year as well. Don't worry, guys. I didn't forget about Keenan Allen. I do think Keenan Allen, it was weird to see Keenan Allen finish 11 and then Mike Williams finish 12 last season, but I do like Keenan Allen a lot. He is literally like the epitome of just a consistent wide receiver. If you're looking at drafting a wide receiver, and you're looking at one of these two guys, I will just say Keenan Allen's, in my opinion, a tad bit more consistent. He will not have those flashy games, though, where he's getting 25, 30-point games. I will say that. But I do think he brings a little bit more consistency. And again, this offense, as I just spoke about earlier, is, is very good, and it's ready to roll. And I'm not worried about this division at all. Next on my list, I got Cortland Sutton. I know, wide receiver 44 last season. I'm bringing him in, two touchdowns. I, I love Cortland Sutton. I've always been a fan of Cortland Sutton every single year. I'm just looking at when he's had really good quarterback play. Obviously, in 2020, he couldn't play because of the ACL. But when he has good quarterback play, I think he can be very, very, very good. Last year, he did not have good quarterback play. And this year, he's got Russell Wilson. I think between him and maybe a Jerry Judy, you know, these guys are going to be very, very talented. My shot right now, I'm taking with Cortland Sutton. I do understand that Jerry Judy is very good. Cortland Sutton doesn't have the drops. But I do like him a lot this year. And surprise, maybe not surprise. I'm really not sure how you want to take it. But I got Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, I've got <laughs> as my number two. He fi- he finished wide receiver 20 last year. I do have him at wide receiver 18. Okay. I'm looking at this. If you've been following, and most of you probably haven't, but if you've been following the Texans training camp, 
and again, we you have to be able to weed through some of the BS that comes from coaches and reporters and all this kind of and players, all this kind of stuff. You have to be able to weed through some of that. But from what I am hearing, they're really liking the step forward that Davis Mills has been taking. And so keep in mind, Davis Mills, a lot of people coming out of Stanford, a lot of people liked and was hyping him up. If he didn't have his knee injury in the past, that he would have, you know, you know, been an earlier pick. And, you know, he's just, he's got the mindset. He's just really talented and all the, you know, he's got the the throws. And you go and watch some of his game film. Like there's some really good film. There's some not so good film. But what he did last year, I'm just, I'm just going to say from this standpoint, from what he did last year on such a garbage team, I, I didn't mind it. I liked what I saw from Davis Mills. And if you really think about it, the person that was benefiting the most was Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is, I, I swear, he's like an a thousand yard receiver no matter what team he's on. He had six touchdowns last year, 90 receptions on 134 targets. He did only play 16 out of the 17 games. But I will say that if they can kind of take a, le- a, a, a step forward again, in this offense, Brandon Cooks is going to be a huge part of that. Six touchdowns to me might be where I would ceiling that, maybe seven or eight. His floor might be six, but somewhere between six and eight touchdowns. But I think his receptions and yards will be able to go up. I think he can easily get over that 1,100, maybe even that 1,200 yards, and maybe see closer to 100 receptions this year as long as Davis Mills can take that step forward. That's what I am banking on with Brandon Cooks and this offense. So guys, that is it, man. That is it. I've got, let's see, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. Next episode, you guys are going to get my 19 through 24. We're going to wrap up those number twos. And guys, I'm even going to throw out something special for you here. Going to throw out a couple for you guys to kind of avoid and maybe to look at, you know, taking in this this year's uh, redraft leagues. So one guy I want to tell you about that I want to avoid, and it's not because of the talent, it's because of the team, and that's Terry McLaurin. There's been so much talks about Terry McLaurin and Carson Wentz not being on the same page, that he's not been a fan, and it's very blatant that there is miscommunication as far as how routes are going to be ran, when balls are going to be thrown, so on and so forth. That is a huge concern, okay? We know Carson Wentz sucks, all right? I, I hate to say it, he's just not very good. and. Terry McLaurin is really going to suffer. He's already suffered enough with bad quarterback play. And I feel that scary Terry is just kind of on his last little nerve here. He's, he wants to be on a team that's got a good quarterback. And unfortunately, that is not going to be Washington this year. One guy that I want to throw out that is the possibility of being very good and kind of underrated. I understand that there is a number one in front of him. But Devonta Smith this year with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, I think Devonta Smith has a very good shot. So I have Devonta Smith ranked at number 29 on my list. I know it's crazy, but I think he has a very, very good shot of finishing inside that top 24. And I think a lot of it is because of how excited I am to watch Philadelphia play this year with Jalen Hurts. And I think having A.J. Brown that can command probably one, definitely two defenders each and every play is going to really open up Devonta Smith and this type of wide receiver game he's going to want to play. I'm really excited to see what Devonta Smith can do this year. 
But guys, that is it. Let me know your thoughts on my number two so far and stay tuned to the rest of my number twos coming next episode. Thank you guys again for listening to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast with Caleb and I will catch you next time. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for